Amen. And so that's what is exciting today. I do want us to look to Acts 10. We will start there today. Allow the Spirit of God to speak through us. <coughs> Again, uh, the, look, what we're looking at is, is the realization of God's plan uh, to not stop with the Jews, but to pour out His Spirit on all people as salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so we find here as Peter is becoming sensitive as he was on the day of Pentecost, he is being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, uh, to the direction that the Lord would have him go. And we start with Cornelius here in chapter 10, if you want to turn over there. And we see one more time a push out to the Gentiles. And as we look at this, we find that the amazing thing about the Jews that was amazing to them was that the same way that the Lord was poured out on those in Pentecost who were, they had no problem believing because that was the promise to the Jew first. But then also now we find him being poured out on the Gentiles in the same fashion. Recognizing that uh, it used to be God's chosen people. And now we are all that are in Christ, are God's chosen people. Amen? And so he's poured out his spirit on his church, and his church covers all. We see what the church likes in many colors around the world today. We see it as it's black, purple, pink, whatever nationality, and God's spirit is being poured out, and people are serving him. So he died for all mankind, and we're seeing that manifested here. Uh, at the first time as a spirit, a move of God's spirit on Cornelius' house. And uh, this is here in chapter 10, uh, verse 1, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called of the Italian band. So in what he knew, he was a devout man and one that, prefer, that feared God with all his house. Uh, so he had some knowledge of, of the things of God. So he served with what he had, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. So he was praying and he saw a vision uh, in about the ninth hour of the day and the angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he looked up, he was afraid. He said, what is the Lord? He said unto them, uh, uh, thy prayers and thy alms have come up for a memorial before God. And now send the man to Joppa and call for Simon to Peter. Uh, and uh, he lodges with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. And he shall tell thee what thou artest to do. And of course, that's what the news did. He sent uh, two messengers to Peter. And uh, so in verse 9, And the morrow, as they went up with their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. I think it's exciting to know that we're being led by the Spirit of God, that God always prepares us for whatever He has called us to do. He's always equipped us, and He's always prepared us so that we can do what He desires to do. I want us to remind you that the Holy Spirit is not in the church and with the church for it to do what you want Him to do. He is here to carry out the will of the Father through the power of the Word of God, and he is here to glorify the Lord Jesus. And so Peter began to learn how to listen, and he responded. 
And in that process, in verse 12, as the Lord was preparing him, he saw a vision. Now, I know a lot of times we take this passage here as God saying, okay, it's all right now to eat this and eat this and eat this. Well, with the Jewish Jews and uh, conservative Jews at that time, they, did, they weren't allowed to eat off a lot of stuff. And, and so uh, he goes down the list of what is now clean, or the sheep coming out of heaven. And, and the voice of the Lord said, uh, after it come down three times, full of all the kinds of animals that normally Peter would not eat. And, and so Peter doubted in the vision that he had seen. Behold, the men which uh, seen from Cornelius came and made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. So in the process of this vision, the Lord was really simply saying is what I say is clean, is clean. And so as he's preparing, if you remember correctly, he was going into a house that the Jews would not many times walk on the same side of the street. Because they were so unclean, they wanted no connection with them. But remember, the gospel of Jesus Christ has broken down all those barriers, hasn't it? And so what the Lord was saying to him, uh, using the food as, as an example. Now listen, what I say is clean is clean. And what he's simply saying is, I'm sending you to the Gentiles. And if I say you need to go to the Gentiles, I am coming. I am come to save up those who have uh, uh, of every nationality and, and every power. So... Uh, he, he went to Cornelius' house, he listened, and he went over there. And then in verse 44 of chapter 10, let's just looking at the walk here just a minute, and Peter yet spake these words, Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard. So he got there, and he began to share. Now I want you to notice something, this is, this is about his heathen house, even though the guy walked in what he had, but he was not under the covenant. And so for him to walk into this house, and, and for God to move. And we're going to read here also that those that were with Peter, they were shocked. Because, you know, it's one thing for the Holy Ghost to fall and empower the covenant people. But he said here in 45, And they were of the circumcision which believed and astonished as many as came with Peter because that the Gentiles, the Gentiles, the untouchables, the same was poured out of the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And then answered Peter, Can any man forbid this water that those should be not baptized and receive the Holy Ghost as they, well as we did? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and prayed them uh, to, to tarry for several days that they also might learn from them. So we have an understanding now. I want us to remind us for what is happening today around the world. I just uh, saw a production in New York City on the Times Square Evangelist. Uh, they had a great revival right out there in the middle of Heathen Town. And, and, and this, this whole thing started two years ago uh, from the Spanish-speaking churches. And then they invited the Korean churches to come and be part of it. And after a while, they became a huge group to stand up in the middle of Times Square and had all kinds of musical groups, preaching sermons and many people being saved. What we need to recognize is this is just a reminder, but it was a shock to the, the Jews. It was a shock to them that, that the Spirit of God could be poured out on these people. But I want you to know something. There's no one beyond salvation. Amen? There's no one beyond salvation. I don't care what your nationality, what your background. I don't care if you are 
uh, serving false gods, Jesus is once you. Amen. And the church has that spread, it spread through all the various nations. Even when persecution came in this period of time, the reason for the persecution was that the gospel would not stay just in Jerusalem, but that they would take the gospel and preach it to uh, areas that w- they would never considered preaching the word of God. And Jesus Christ loves the world, all men, uh, including, including the, uh, the false teachings. There are many, many that are coming to the Lord, and God's spirit is being poured out upon them. So, <clears throat> God sent Peter to begin to preach the word of God, and the Holy Spirit was poured out. You know, as we want to look at here just a moment, for in the book of Acts is about the Holy Spirit. I believe that he is the most overlooked uh, agent of the third person of the Trinity, and the least responded to in the church, and the least depended on, and it could be why we are not getting much done. Go ahead and amen. It could be because we, uh, it's a trick of the enemy to move. We said, well, we're saved, praise God. And yes, you've got the Holy Spirit. And you're saved. He came in there and cleansed you. But everywhere we read in Acts where God's Spirit was preached and that Jesus was preached, and then the Holy Spirit was poured out, we all saw and we see as we continue through these passages, we see a supernatural expression of God's power. Now, I'm going to tell you something, folks. In the state the world is in right now, we as Christians are going to have to stop trying to do the work of God and fighting the enemy with our own strength and our own brains and our own minds. The reason the Holy Spirit was given was for the advancement of the church of Jesus Christ to save and to heal. And as David preached the other day, that he be sent, that they be sent out and do the work of Jesus. I got news for you: without the power of the Holy Ghost, we cannot do the work of Jesus. That is His work, and He is sovereign God, and it is He who is the builder of the church. And if we are not tuned in to the One who's building the church, many times we end up in frustration trying to build it ourselves. The reason the Holy Spirit is set out on the church. He is the builder of the church. The Holy Spirit is the reason you're sitting here today. He is the reason you're saved. He is, you see, people say, well, why do I need more of the Holy Spirit? Because, uh, you know, I'm saved. Yes, you are, and he's indwelling there. Remember, there is uh, several works of the Holy Spirit. He comes in, and when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you remember when that, the Spirit of God moved in there, and peace flooded your soul, and you felt the forgiveness? That's the work of the Holy Spirit. But as we're seeing here, once Acts came, we see people being saved and baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's number one. But then we see also that the work of God's Spirit, where they were being receiving Christ. I want us to look back just a moment in how important this is. And we don't, we don't faith, we don't get it like we should. But we, back here is uh, the promise of Pentecost. And that we are in back in Acts 1, verses 4 and 5. Uh, he, he simply said to them, he said, I want you to, here he, they have been following Jesus. Pentecost had not yet come. And yet Jesus, he was operating his power and the power of the Holy Spirit through him. But he was saying to the people, don't go out and try to do what I have been doing 
until you be what? Endued with power. Verse 4 says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not be part. Now this was the Lord. He said, Don't even try. I'm going to tell you something. I believe this is why many times we as Christians, we fail and get discouraged in trying to do the work of the Lord. Because you cannot fix a spiritual problem with human hands and human thoughts and human ideas. So therefore, we're sent out to do a spiritual work. And if we don't call on the work of the Holy Spirit in order to fill us and let Jesus be the baptizer to equip us to fulfill and accomplish in the power of the Spirit. You know all the words. David teaches it well. Everything that takes place, it's what? To God be the glory. What's the word here? Without him, we can do nothing. And so I really believe the Bible over and over. I know we have Pentecostals, we have Charismatics, we have Methodists, we have Brethren. But I'm going to tell you something. The word of God shows me that Jesus came in. They were baptized in water. And then as they spread the gospel, as we just saw here, there was a dunamis power. What's dunamis? Uh, That's dynamite power. (laughs) How many would like some dynamite power in their lives? Dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. And another work of God's Spirit to empower us. We, We have been cleansed by the Holy Spirit when we say, Jesus, you are my Savior and Lord. But we need to what then surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit to be empowered by the Spirit of God and to be equipped to be able to do the work of God. You know without the Spirit of God, it is a losing battle for the church out there today. We cannot talk enough, we cannot preach enough to, to deal with the issues that our society is dealing with. So we as a church, we need everything that we can get you hear what I'm saying? Everything we can get from God to empower us to do what he's called us to do. And he does not leave us. Sometimes we as a church, we sit and spin our wheels and we act like we're, we're powerless and we, we don't have this and we don't have that. And you know why we're not, we, you know why we're not casting out devils? Because we're not uh, doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit. I've cast a few out. And i got news for you. I would not have wanted to. I've been scared to, except the Holy Spirit rises up in us to be able to do that. I'm simply saying here today, I know, if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I know that you have the Holy Spirit in your life. You cannot pass from death unto life without the Holy Spirit. But I do believe one of the things in Acts that we, we have neglected, to recognize that we need to recognize the Holy Spirit as the empowerer, as well as the cleanser, to surrender ourselves to the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can do what he's called to do. Do you realize that without the Spirit of God, we can't? You say, well, but what about the Word of God? I'll tell you what, if the Holy Spirit wasn't moving around, we wouldn't be able to understand the Word of God. The Holy Spirit was here before the Word was. It was the Word began to speak, and the Holy Spirit was, he was the one who was creating and recreating the earth and all that's in it. And so he, st- he turned around and said, that same power that I have operated in, I want you to seek me and to let me empower you that the church may do what it's been called to do. We have been called to destroy the works of the devil through the preaching of the word 
and moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. My question to you this morning is not looking at groups or theologies or anything. How many know that you need a greater measure of God's power in your life? Don't you? You really do. There's more there. There's more there. Now, are we saying you don't have God? No. That's not there. You know you know, you know you know the Lord. You couldn't know the Lord without the power of the Holy Spirit. But but the Bible says, remember Jesus said, you know, you guys are going to go about and baptize in water. So if you've been saved, it's been a preacher that's baptized you in water. We dunk we, we dunk you up here. We dunk you, we're dunkers. And and, and we're baptized and so he says, There's one that's coming that it's Jesus who does the baptizing in the Holy Spirit. And so where do we look for, Lord, we look to him as our Savior, but Lord, we look to you today as our empower. And my mantra to us today, now for the sake of just feelings or otherwise, and not trying to be some other denomination, just according to the word of God, that's what we're looking here, is that we begin to pray for God to give us personal Pentecost. And to equip us in any fashion, with any gifts, any callings, but a dunamis power that will affect us in a greater way. But most of all, we are being more effective to those that are around us. Amen? Isn't that our call? And so my admonishment to you today is every time the Holy Spirit explodes here in Acts, uh, I mean, what happened in the first chapter, second chapter? Or 3,000 added to the church. Wherever there's an explosion of God's power and dunamis power, things happen. Now, I'm going to say, it doesn't make you any more saved than you already are, so we're not talking about that. But it does make us more effective. And without, and we repeat what David says all the time, without me, you can do nothing. Church, without the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us, we cannot do the work of the Lord. We can love people. We can help people. We can serve people. But you know and I know there are people around you that unless somebody gets a hold in prayer and, and equipped by God, their never, eyes are never going to be open. That's a work that God has called us to do. He did not ask you to do it. That's why... That's why I, I talk, we're talking about casting out devils. We, we all go, <gasps> I see the women go, oh, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, because we're not confident in his power. Do I hear an amen to that? And so if we're not confident in his power, then we're scared. We're afraid. We're afraid of the demons. We're afraid of the devil. It's interesting. How many remember uh, Shirley Bruffley that was here a few years ago? You know, she, she was a character when she and uh, one day I was downstairs in the other church we were at. And uh, <clears throat> this guy came in, and I mean, he was a mess. And so uh, she said, Jim, come on down here. We've got some devils to cast out. And I went, oh, really? <laughs> we do? I reacted the same way. Because, but I'm going to tell you something. Um, so this guy, I mean, he has strong spirit. In him. He picked up a table at least 10 feet long and picked it up from the end and lifted it up trying to demonstrate to us, trying to scare us. And <laughs> old Shirley said one day, she said, you know, he, uh, he's, he's speaking now. And she forbid him to speak, and he says, I'm not afraid of you. Now, here's what we need, folks. She said, 
I'm not a musician. He said, you can't make me do this. You can't do this. Trying to tell her you she couldn't. I showed up and square in the eye says, no, I can't. But Jesus can. Get out. Guess what happened? The table dropped. <laughs> and the spirit left. Now, folks, we're called not to run around looking for that kind of stuff. But God wants to equip the church to deal with whatever we are confronted with and not go, oh, how are we going to do this? Because I'm going to tell you something. If we don't, we don't have that power uh, and anointing to, to deal with that, uh, we're going to run. We're going to go, I don't want to. I'm going to tell you something. I really do believe the reason the churches are just embracing the homosexual issue all over the country is because, because of the lack of the power of the Holy Spirit and being able to help them get set free. We don't know what to do for them. So the next best thing we do is embrace them. And that's the church's fault. Do I hear an amen? We are called to set people free and the captive free. Now, I'm going to just leave this with you in your life. You say, Lord, I'm reading these things, and I see every time your spirit moved on people, there was manifestation of power. There was, there was, sometimes there was wind. Uh, sometimes there was a rushing sound. I would love some Sunday morning we get in here and praise the Lord, and we hear a rushing sound go through this place. Because I'm going to tell you something, when we're dealing with the Holy Spirit, we're dealing with power. The power that transformed you, <laughs> changed your life. We're dealing with the power, the dunamis power of God. And it's been given to us if we will only seek Him and ask. We need to lay down every other denomination's theology. And let's find a theology of the Word of God. Amen? Not what we've been taught. This is not right. That's what I always say the devil doesn't have to do much to squelch the church. All they need to do is do lies and unbelief. Keep them away from the power of the Holy Spirit. And he has us hooked. Do I hear an amen? We are called. So my question to you is, and my desire for you is, is, Lord, you sent your spirit. You sent it to empower the church. You, you told the early disciples, don't you? They were already saved. Remember, Jesus had died and rose again. And he already breathed on those disciples, and they were saved. But those same disciples said, now, don't you go out and try to do any of this. Did you hear what I'm saying? And I want us to catch that, how important it is. Don't you go out and try to do any of this on your own. But you go back and wait for the promise of the Spirit. And so they did. And that's what took place on the day of Pentecost, is the power of the Spirit came to God did not call us to do the work of God in our own strength. And so he wants us, as Peter was learning, obedience to the Spirit, and then trusting the Spirit to reveal the Word that we might walk in His power, and that we may walk in the power of His Spirit, that we may be used of God. I'm not talking about huge emotional experiences. We have had periods of time where anything had to do with the Holy Spirit, people would just get psyched up and pumped up. <laughs> and and uh, no, no, it's not about feelings, amen? David's already preached about that. We're talking about power through the Word of God to confront, to confront the things of the enemy that many times we've had to back off with. I don't know how to deal with this. 
You know that we have the Holy Spirit in us who says, if you don't know how to deal with it, what does he say? Ask him. We have no clue of that person of the Holy Spirit who's walking with the church and walking in us. And we do so much guesswork of how to do his work rather than doing what? Ask. <laughs> Ask. Lord, let me our prayer this morning. Lord, we want to see the devil defeated in our lifetime and in this church. We want to see people set free from the bondage of sin. And yes, we have your word, and yes, we have your spirit. But Lord, if there's more and there's more power and there's a Pentecost for us, Lord, send the power on me. You don't have to go to another anywhere else to do that. I'm coming to you. Lord, empower me. Because I can't do what you call me to do. I can't preach about the Holy Spirit. That's why many times you, you go and hear preachers that are, you think they're reading a poem. Because without the Holy Spirit, they cannot preach. You know what I'm saying? Church, without the Holy Spirit in His fullness and His power, we cannot function like God intended us to function. We are not trying to rise above anybody. We're not trying to say we're better than anybody. In fact, anything, if the Holy Spirit really empowers you, and really you surrender to Him, uh, He humbles you. Amen? You don't get proud with the Holy Spirit. You become more and more aware that, Lord, Jesus, without you, we can do nothing. I want to say it again this morning. It is the Holy Spirit who's building the church. It's the Holy Spirit who's drawing sinners to the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit that's allowing our hearts to still beat. It's the Holy Spirit that knows our days and our hours that are out ahead of us. It's the Holy Spirit that knows who we're to come in contact with. It's the Holy Spirit that knows how to handle whatever situation we come into. We just don't know but we do a lot of swing and a lot of faith. Do I hear an amen? How many want to know? Holy Spirit, this, he said, what did he say? I brought up beside you a comforter to empower you, to equip you, to give you discernment, to give you power and authority over the enemy of this world. He's here. He did not. Remember, Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not leaving you alone. Remember, they said, oh, don't go. Don't go. He said, it's better that I go. What could be better, more better than Jesus moving among us? Nothing, right? But he said, hey, I'm not going to let you come down. I'm sending you to what? Comfort I'm sending you to the one that the same spirit that I want you to dance said this last week. I'm sending you the same spirit that I have operated with. I want to remind you, Jesus did nothing in his own heavenly power. He did it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he said to you, church, greater things shall you do because I go to the Father. I trust this morning, as I'm, I'm, I'm just sharing with you, that you you get a, a personal hunger to say, look, you know, you saved me, praise God. And 
You've equipped me in so many areas. Lord, I need to be imbued with your power. The kind that you sent at Pentecost, the sign that you sent to the early church, I need that power to be able to be fulfilled in what you've called me to do. Amen? not going to make you any more saved, so we're not talking about additional salvation here. Lord, equip us. Help me to open my heart to you. He said, would you ask, uh, he said, if you ask of the Holy Spirit, would I give you a serpent? No. God wants to personally pull out his spirit on us. And what have we been praying for? Revival. So I'm trusting God that we begin to start having some personal as we press, I know you guys love the Lord out there. No doubt about that. I'm just giving you some guidance. Let's start asking God to give us a Pentecost in our own personal lives that we can be more effective for Him. I'm not the one who issues out anything. I'm not the one that says it has to be this way. I'm just asking you to pray that God will equip you and empower you. We don't have too much time. I know we don't have too much time left. Some of us have less. Forever going to be used by God, it's going to be what? No. So, Lord, if there's anything I'm missing, open my eyes. And according to your word, send the power just now. And that I may be used to set the captive free. Amen. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. Oh, send the power just now. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. And set the captive free. Sing that with me. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. And set the captive free. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. And set the captive free. Just as she plays that scene, yeah, I want to do where. Lord, when we meet together, we praise Lord. He's right here. He just keeps moving around. All we're asking for is that same spirit that's moving among us. Take that power and let us surrender to that power. <laughs> the power of the Holy Spirit has been given to us that the church might go forward, the church might be built up, and the captive may be set free. How many, see, how many want to see the captive set free? The sinners, the broken, the lost, that's what I want. Just my admonishment to you, begin to pray in your own personal life. Father, equip me, empower me, however you want, that I may be used of you, that I may glorify you and see people set free. Oh, Lord, send the power. Say it again. Let's stay together. Oh, oh, Lord, send the power just now. Oh, Send the power just now. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. And set the captive free. One more time. Oh, 
So we were talking about surrendering to him. That's all. Sing it again. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, thou art welcome. This is who we've been talking about. Hallelujah. He's right here moving among us. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. spoken to our heart. We just open ourselves to you, Jesus. To you and your ability to empower us with the Holy Spirit. We know we have the Holy Spirit. We know he's here. He's our Savior. He's our sanctifier. He's our cleanser. The Holy Spirit, we desire for a Pentecost that you be the power of God working in us. Holy Spirit, Pour out on us right now. Send the power in our lives to make us more effective for what you've called us to be. Father, we're not asking for you to save us anymore because we are completely saved by the blood of the Lamb. We're completely saved. Nothing else needs to be done. We're just asking you as you have cleansed these temples that you fill them now with your Holy Spirit. And empower that you may sovereignly carry out your plan and your purpose through us and in us. Holy Spirit, we surrender to you. We welcome you. Holy Spirit, we give you praise. Holy Spirit, you are real. And I declare for this congregation, 
Forgive us if we've ever grieved you or we haven't recognized you. Holy Spirit, we seek you. Because the more we understand you, Holy Spirit, the more we see Jesus. And the more Jesus is glorified in us and through us. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for your word. And no matter whether it's laying on a coffee table or where it's at, I want to thank you for the word. But, Lord, it's your Holy Spirit that's like a stake that you put the fire under the Word. And that Word comes alive. And it makes us hungry. Holy Spirit, set your Word on fire to make it an appetizing that we embrace all and believe all that you say. Holy Spirit, may this church be built on the Word but being built by the Holy Spirit. Put the Word of God in our lives, precept upon precept upon precept. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You want to say that to the Lord? Just say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in me. Just say that to the Lord. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in me. In me. In me. In me. Come on in, Holy Spirit. In us. We're your people. Call by your name. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come on in. Oh, we want all of you, Lord. We want all. Oh, oh, praise the Lord. Praise God. This is who we serve. You feel in here? This is who's, uh, we're his kids. All by his name. Praise God. And everyone said, there's nothing played at the back. Uh, God has so blessed all of us. Uh, let's help bless this family with himself. Lord bless you.